Here's Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 110 of Curry in the Pot. Yes, episode 110 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy Mike Curry, and I'm back here with another episode. Again, this one is coming a little late. I'm recording on Friday evening, December the 13th. So, Friday the 13th is when I'm recording. You guys will have this episode tomorrow, Saturday, December the 14th. Uh, So, thanks for being patient with me and all of that. I really, really appreciate it. Um, If you missed last week's episode with the lovely Miss Takira Carter and my boy Mr. Xavier Wary, um, these are two really good people that I love collaborating with, and they both actually have their own podcast. I'm going to plug it real quick. Uh, make sure you go check out Takira Carter's podcast titled The Life After. On this podcast, she is interviewing and, and having a conversation with former you know, co- collegiate players and just talking to them about their life after. And uh, Xavier Wary, he's another guy. He has his podcast titled The Other Side. And uh, I'm sure you guys know by now, but he just likes to give people a different perspective, which is why it's called the other side and just tell other people, you know, his perspective and his takes on sports and stuff of that nature. Um, So, yeah, go show them love, man. Uh, Yeah, just go show them love, man. Those some good, really good people. And I love collabing with them. So, yeah, shout out to Zay and Ty. Thanks for coming on again last week. We talked NBA. So if you missed that, go check it out. But moving right along. This is episode 110. Mike Curry is back again. All I do is win. <laughs> now, let me stop. Let me stop, man. I'm having some fun. But, um, uh, yeah, man, let's get back to business, man. Let's 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 get back to our regularly scheduled, scheduled program. And uh, here we go, man. We got to recap week 14 in the NFL. Another week is in the books. The season is winding down. After I recap week 14, I'm going to hop into this playoff picture. Uh, but yeah, let's talk week 14. Last Thursday, we had the Chicago Bears hosting the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys lost their third straight game. I think I talked about this last week since I recorded late. So I'm just going to touch on it real quick. But um, the Cowboys lost to Mitch Trubisky, man. <laughs> Mitch freaking Trubisky. Final score in this one was 31-24. to But it really was not that close um, as the Bears were up late. Like at the top of the third quarter. They were up. They were up thirty-one to fourteen. So this game really wasn't that close as the score indicated. But uh, final score thirty-one twenty-four. Cowboys lost their third straight game. Moving on to the Sunday slate, we had the Falcons taking on the Panthers. Uh, this is another game I picked incorrectly. Um, I don't even know why I picked the Panthers. I really don't, man. Because uh, I don't believe in Kyle Allen. Um, the Falcons is a team that I thought would be way better. They're four and nine, but I thought their record would actually be flip flop. This time around, and I thought they would win a division this year, but I was wrong to own up to it. Um, final score in this one, this was a huge blowout, 40-20. to 20. Um, Matt Ryan threw two touchdowns. Um, Calvin Ridley um, also caught a touchdown, um, but uh, he did get injured. He is out for the remainder of the season, but our final score is 40-20. to 20. Um, Next game, we had the Buccaneers and the Colts. Um, I'm a really huge Jameis Winston fan. Um, maybe because it's for fantasy football purposes, I guess. But Jameis Winston was huge in this game, and he threw for 456 yards, four touchdowns, and also one rushing. And 
This was this game was wild, man. Along with the Saints and 49ers game, which I'm gonna get into real soon. But this one was wild, man. Jameis got hurt for a little bit, missed the series. But like I said, four passing touchdowns, one rushing. He pretty much did it all, man. And that's why he's my fantasy quarterback. Um, final score in this one was 38 to 35. I thought the Colts needed to win this one, which is why I picked them. Because I just thought they wanted to, you know, stay afloat in the playoff race. And they still are alive, but I just think that this loss is going to set them back. And they do have the Saints on Monday night, which is just not a good look. They're going to run right into a buzzsaw. But uh, final score, 38-35. to 35. Next game, we had the Jets taking on the Dolphins. This was another one I picked incorrectly. I was a little unsure just because this game was simply a toss-up. The Dolphins did beat the Jets early on in the season, a few weeks back. And uh, this game literally came down to the end. If the Dolphins would have scored a touchdown, they would have won because their 21 points came off of all field goals. Um, final score, 22-21. to 21. Uh, Sam Donald had two touchdowns in this game. Hooked up with Robbie Anderson on one of those. I'm going to talk about the Jets momentarily because they had a game last night against the Ravens. Next game, we had the Saints and the 49ers, a game that was absolutely sensational. This was remarkable. It was a barn burner. This game was crazy, man. Very high octane, very explosive, very, I don't even know another word, but this game was, this game was nuts. It was crazy. Um, final score in this one was 48 to 46. This game literally came down to who had the ball last. And the 49ers were the team who had the ball last. And um Yeah, man, it was just it was just wild, bro. It was just wild. George Kittle, he made a great play towards the end of the game, a big chunk play. He was pretty much held in check up until that point. But um yeah, Robbie Gold kicked the 30-yard field goal to win the game, but let's get into some stats. Drew Brees had five touchdowns, 349 yards. Jimmy Garoppolo also had 349 yards and had four touchdowns on his own. So this game was absolutely crazy. They were actually replaying it yesterday or the day before, a couple of days ago, I think. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it was good, man. It was crazy, man. If this was a playoff game, it would have been an instant classic, but it was probably the best regular season game of this season. Next game. We had the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Detroit Lions. This is another one I got correct. I just didn't really. Oh, and I did get the 49ers Saints correct. But uh, Vikings and, and um, Lions, this was kind of an easy game for me to pick. Very low scoring, though. Final score was 20-7. to Kirk Cousins had a passing touchdown. Dalvin Cook had a rushing touchdown. Um, like I said, wasn't a ton of scoring on the Lions side. Kenny Galladay scored. Um, they're on their third string QB right now, so... I don't really expect too much from the Lions, but our final score 20 to 7. Next game. We had Texas and the Broncos. As this game, a few hours before it kicked off, I texted my guy B. Jones. And um, because this is when I actually learned that Will Fuller was inactive. Had I knew that he was inactive, I might have picked the Broncos just because I viewed this game as a trap game. I really did, and this is exactly was. The Houston Texans walked into a trap and they were trailing 31-3 at halftime to um, rookie QB Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think Will Fuller is a really, really huge and key ingredient to what the Texans like to do on the offensive side of the ball. When Will Fuller's not out there, the Texans don't like to throw deep. Um, they need that deep threat to open things up a little bit for not just DeAndre Hopkins, but the rest of the offense, guys like Kiki QT. And um, just other guys like that, even in the passing game, Duke Johnson, it just oh, it just sets their offense up. It's pretty stagnant when Will Fuller is not out there. But man, the um, the best 
you know, the best ability and the best thing you can have is availability. And Will Fuller, he misses a lot of time. He always gets hurt. He gets hurt every year. Um, so that ultimately sucks for the Texans. But um, final score, though, 38-24. to Got to give a little credit when credit is due. Drew Locke had three passing touchdowns. Phillip Lindsay had a rushing touchdown. One of Drew Locke's touchdowns was to rookie tight end Noah Fant. And I did think this game was a trap game because when I saw that Will Fuller was out, it was just Amber Alert for me. Like, I just knew automatically they were going to lose. Um, next game, we had the Buffalo Bills taking on the Ravens. This is another game I got right. Um, it's a little trend here. <laughs> but um, this game, I think I said it wasn't going to be a lot of scoring. And I did, you know, but I did give respect to the Bills because I thought they would make this game competitive. And they did. Um, final score in this one was 24 to 17. Um, the Bills are very tough out. They're very disciplined. Um, they have some good wins and some good losses on their record. You know what I'm saying? Lost to the Patriots by six. Beat the Cowboys. Um, lost to this game to the Ravens by seven. Very close and competitive games. Um, but uh, the final score in this one was 24 to 17. I gotta give credit to Lamar Jackson, who is continuing his MVP campaign. I'm gonna talk about last night's game momentarily. But uh, he had three passing touchdowns in this game, man. He's just been absolutely sensational, man. And I was big on Lamar Jackson when he came out. I'm not gonna say I, I thought he would be, you know, this, but I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I'm really not. Uh, final score 24 to 17. Next game. We had the Browns taking on the Bengals. Oh, this was pretty much a gimme game. But um, the Bengals did not make this one easy on the Browns. Final score, 27-19. Baker Mayfield, zero passing touchdowns in this game. Had two picks. Um, whew. Kareem Hunt had a rushing touchdown. Um, Denzel Ward had an interception return for a touchdown. So, uh, not a tremendous day. For the Browns, Baker Mayfield did have a rushing touchdown. Not a tremendous day offensively, but they got a W, and they're still kind of alive in the AFC wildcard race. Um, I thought they really need the win against the Steelers, though. Um, next game, we had the Packers taking on the Redskins. I gave a lot of credit to um, interim coach Bill Callahan of the Redskins, and I did say that that um. They weren't going to make it easy for the Packers. Yeah, they did score a late touchdown, which was a backdoor cover for you gamblers out there. But they did not make it easy on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers only had 195 yards passing. The problem was they just couldn't stop Aaron Jones, who had 134 yards on the ground, 58 yards receiving. They just didn't really have an answer for him. But as far as Aaron Rodgers, they they pretty much contain him, man. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense as a whole, it, it's been good in spots, but it hasn't been, you know, remarkable under new head coach Matt LaFleur, who's also the play caller. It um like I said, it's good in spots. Um it was really good against the Raiders where Aaron Rodgers had an offensive explosion, but it's not something's just not totally clicking but when you can get a win in the nfl and you know like i said the redskins have been a very tough out lately they did beat the carolina panthers um the game that where ron rivera got fired right afterwards um they've been covering spreads and stuff of that nature they've been a tough out as i said even when they lost to the vikings by 10 they've been a very tough out and yeah that's all i can really say um final score though 20 to 15 Next game, 
We had the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Chargers. I don't know why I picked the Jaguars. I really don't know. Um, I, I honestly have no idea. But um, <laughs> this game was not even close. Um, final score in this one was 45-10. to 10. Um, Everybody on the Chargers seemed to have a good game. Austin Eckler, big game. Um, Phillip Rivers, who I said is watching. still think he is. He had three touchdowns in this game. Um... Yeah, man, nothing really exciting to talk about. Uh, final score, 45-10. to 10. Next game, we had the Cardinals taking on the Steelers. This game um, was was actually one of the better games of this uh, past weekend. Um, final score in this one was 23-17. to 17. Devlin Hodges, Devlin Duck Hodges got the start for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Had a passing touchdown to Deontay Johnson. Um, Kyler Murray, on the other hand, he had two touchdowns, but he also threw three interceptions. Um, Steelers were able to bottle him up. But I got to give a lot of credit to head coach Mike Tomlin, who is really coaching his ass off. He's really he's really having a remarkable year coaching. And he should be coach of the year, but I'm sure John Harbaugh will get it. But if you look at everything that the Steelers have had to endure, um, losing Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster has missed several weeks. So has James Conner. Um... They've just been very impressive, and that defense has been really, really impressive. So I got to get a lot of credit to Mike Tomlin and that defense. Final score, 23-17. Next game, we have the Raiders and the Titans. Guys, this is a team that this is a team that I don't like picking, but they've been on a roll. They are the second hottest team in the NFL behind the Baltimore Ravens. This is the Tennessee Titans, man. They, they blew out the Raiders 42-21. They won their fourth straight. Ryan Tannehill has been a really good story, man. He had three touchdowns in this game. Derrick Henry has been running really good, man. He had two touchdowns in this game. And Ryan Tannehill seems to have formed a good bond with rookie wide receiver A.J. Brown, a guy I like. But, um, yeah, man, the Raiders were without their leading rusher and one of their best players in rookie Josh Jacobs. But uh, final score, though, man, 42-21. to 21. I don't know if it was the Titans I always didn't like or was it Marcus Mariota. I really don't know now that I think about it. <laughs> but uh, I got to give credit, man. The Titans have been rolling, man. Tighten up. Next game. We had the Patriots and the taking on my Chiefs. And this was a good win. Um, Colin Coward, he said the other day it was a bad win. But when you can beat the Patriots in Foxborough, that speaks volume. That that speaks volume. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick LeVon Mahomes is the, the second. It's the first QB under age 25 to win in Foxborough during the Brady and Belichick era. That speaks volume just to how special and talented this kid really is. And um, final score was 23 to 16. He did only have one touchdown in this game. Chiefs defense, though, has been... A pleasant story, man. Bashad Breeland picked off Tom Brady, and he also had a huge pass breakup towards the end of the game. It was the Patriots' last play on offense on fourth down, and he broke that up. And uh, yeah, man, they played good, man. I got to give a lot of credit when credit is due. I don't know if this will be the same story in the playoffs because I can't really say. I don't know. Final score though, twenty-three to sixteen. Um, the Sunday night cap, man. We have the Ravens taking on the C- Rams taking on the Seahawks. I'm sorry. And um, final score in this one was 28-12. to 12. Todd Gurley had a rushing touchdown in this game. Jared Goff had two passing touchdowns in this game. Um, Tyler Hickby, the tight end, 
116 yards receiving. He's been a nice bright spot for them as of late. Um, Rams been playing really good on defense as of late, with the exception of that blowout um, to the Ravens. The defense has been pretty stout, man, since um, the acquisition of Jalen Ramsey. Um, so since shout out to B. Jones for this, but since Jalen Ramsey and Taylor Rapp entered the starting lineup in Week Seven. The Rams are first in sacks with 30 and second in points per game allowed 15.4. If not for the Monday night meltdown, the defense will be averaging just 10 points per game, allowing just 10 points per game, which is very, very impressive. Very, very absolutely impressive. Um, but a final score 28 to 12. And then the Monday nighter, um, this game was wild. We had the Eagles taking on the Giants. 23-17 was the final score. This game went into overtime. The New York Giants, the New York football Giants, had a 17-3 lead going into the half. And this was another start for Eli Manning. Um, his family was there. Um, his days could be numbered, man. He's going to start his last game, um, last home game next week. Um... But yeah, man, this game was crazy. This should have never went to overtime. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles, but uh, final score low, twenty-three to seventeen. And let's move on, man. Let's move on to the um week fifteen slate, man. I'm aiming for that perfect week. And I uh, started off good, man. Started off good with last night's huge win by the Ravens. I used to hate picking Thursday night games, but I've been absolutely sensational. <laughs> I've been good, man. I've been doing really good on these Thursday night games. Some have been kind of easy for me. I'm not even going to lie. Um, but last night, we had the Ravens hosting the New York Jets. Final score in this one was 42-21. to Lamar Jackson continuing his MVP campaign. He threw five touchdowns last night. Five touchdowns and also broke Michael Vick's single-season rushing yards record by a quarterback. And, um... Uh, <laughs> This guy is amazing, man. He's amazing. It's crazy how narratives change and things switch up, man. Um, a guy said that he should not be a quarterback. Um, a lot of NFL GMs slept on him because he was the fifth quarterback taken in the first round. The first round of that draft. Ravens had to trade back into the first round and they took him. Um, shout out to Lamar Jackson, man. This is just a testament to his hard work, um, his humility, and this is also a testament to the Baltimore Ravens and their coaching staff. Greg Roman has done an outstanding job. So is John Harbaugh. And I, I just love it, man. It's just I love how the team has adapted and accepted Lamar Jackson because this is a really good story, man. And this this could be this could be one of those things where I think it's sustainable. It's looking like it is sustainable, man. Um so we'll see. But a uh, final score though, 42 to 21. Sam Donald had two touchdowns in this game. Hooked up with Jamison Crowder from both of those. Uh, but this game was never really close. Uh, moving right along, we had the Bengals taking on the Patriots. Um, I'm going to take the Pats at home. I mean, the Pats on the road to defeat Cincinnati and bounce back. So, yeah, give me New England. Next game, we have the Lions hosting the Buccaneers. Buccaneers will be without Mike Evans, who is out for the rest of the season. But I still think the Buccaneers can get it done in winning Detroit in fourth field. Next game, Titans-Texans. I'm still really pinning on this game. Um, if Will Fuller is active, give me the Texans. But if he is inactive, give me the Titans. Um, but I do like the Texans. These two teams do have another game. So, um, yeah. 
But give me the Texans. Next game, we had the Chiefs hosting the Broncos. I think this game is actually going to be um, more interesting than a lot of people think. I really do. Um, Drew Locke has been has been looking good in his two starts. Um, but I like the Chiefs, man. They've been rolling. Defense has been playing a lot better. Uh, give me Kansas City. Next game, Giants-Dolphins. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Give me. Give me the Giants. No. Yeah. I. I don't know, man. I get. I don't. I don't. I guess. Give me. Give me the Giants. Give me the Giants. Next game, Redskins, Eagles. I'm going to take Philadelphia to uh, win in FedEx. It'll probably be way more Eagles fans than Redskins fans. So uh, give me the Eagles. <laughs> Next game, Panthers, Seahawks. I'm going to take Seattle. Next game, Chargers, Vikings. This game is going to be more interesting than you guys think. Um, Adam Thielen is returning. For the Vikings, which is a boost. But the Chargers, they have one of the most talented rosters in the National Football League. They really do. They have an outstanding roster, man. I could just name guys. Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, two good running backs. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. One really good receiver, a solid receiver, Mike Williams. On the defensive side of the ball, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Casey Hayward, Derwin James. That's a lot of talent. But with that being said, I'm going to take the Vikings. <laughs> I'm going to take the Vikings, man. Uh, should be a really interesting game. Would not be surprised if the Chargers win. But I'm going to take Minnesota. Next game, Raiders-Jaguars. I'm going to take Oakland. I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders to get this one. Cardinals and the Browns. I'm going to take Cleveland. Cowboys and the Rams. Now, I don't want Cowboy fans thinking I'm a hater. But the proof is in the pudding. Cowboys have not beat a team with a winning record. And I think the Rams are trending upwards. They're still playing for something. Not saying the Cowboys aren't. They are obviously still playing for the NFC crown. But the Rams are trending upward and they're playing for a wild card spot. And let's not forget, man, this is a team just a season removed away from a Super Bowl appearance. I'm wearing December now. They were just in the Super Bowl in February. Um, a lot of the same pieces are there. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey's new piece. But a lot of the same players are still there, and they're trending upwards. I think the Rams match up really well with the Cowboys. And with that being said, I'm going to take the Rams. Next game, 49ers and Falcons. This game is going to be interesting, and it has a storyline to it. Um, Kyle Shanahan, former offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, I think he has intel on their personnel. I think that'll help. Um, but the 49ers did lose some pieces, man. And uh, this Sunday's, this past Sunday's victory against the Saints, uh, D. Ford is going to miss some time. His ha- he re-aggravated his hamstring. Uh, Richard Sherman's going to be out for a little bit. Um, also, Weston Richburg, their guard, he's out for the remainder of the season. They also lost a defensive tackle, a guy that's uh, in their rotation. I forgot his name. But, um, yeah, so, so, so some tough blows. But I'm going to take San Francisco to um, win at home against Atlanta. Next game, Steelers and the Bills. This game is an interesting one. It's going to be on Sunday Night Football, but I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers, actually. Give me the Steelers. Um, And this game is huge, too, because both of these teams are battling for a wild card spot. So give me give me, give me, me uh, Pittsburgh. Um, Next game, the Monday Nighter. We got the 
Saints hosting the Colts. I'm going to take the Saints. I think they're going to just straight up in the Colts season in this game. And, yeah, that's it. Um, And then I'm going to – let me hop into these standards. I was supposed to do it before um, I started predicting week 15. But, uh, you know, better late than never. So, current playoff standings. If the playoffs were to begin today, the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC would be the number one seed. The New England Patriots would be the two seed. The Chiefs could still get the two seed. They are nine and four, but they locked up their division. Houston Texans are still up front of the AFC South. And then we have the Buffalo Bills who will be the first wildcard team in. And the Pittsburgh Steelers will be the second wildcard team. And they, they're playing each other this week on Sunday Night Football. So it should be a really interesting game. Um, on the outside looking in, the 8-5 Tennessee Titans. Cleveland Browns, 6-7. Oakland, 6-7. And, and the Colts are 6-7. and seven. So very interesting. Some things could change. And then in the NFC, I'm going to play those words to begin the day. The San Francisco 49ers will be the one seed at 11-2. Green Bay Packers will be the two seed at 10-3. The New Orleans Saints are also 10-3. They already clinched their division. They already clinched the playoff berth. Dallas Cowboys still leading their division at 6-7 with the tiebreaker over the Eagles. Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks will be the first two teams in on the outside looking in for the wild card spot. 8-5 Rams, 7-6 Bears, Philadelphia Eagles are 6-7, and, and the Buccaneers surprisingly 6-7. They're not even mathematically eliminated yet. That's crazy. But um, that is it. I'm going to move on. I'm going to talk Heisman real quick. Um, We got, we got the Heisman um, ceremony on Saturday, tomorrow. And um, this has been an outstanding year just for college football. Um, I've been very fortunate to actually watch a lot of college football this year, man, um, due to, you know, the relationship my family has with the family of Chase Young. I went to Ohio State twice this year, and I, and I have an emotional attachment to them now, and probably for life, since I was able to tour their facility. Um, great atmosphere, been at those games, just absolutely, you know, remarkable time that I spent down there. But um we got the Heisman and we got Joe Burrow, who's a one candidate, Chase Young from the Ohio State, Justin Fields, quarterback the Ohio State, and then we got Jalen Hurts, the quarterback Oklahoma. Now I do think that Joe Burrow is gonna win. Um just because just because um it's predominantly a QB trophy and running backs trophy. You never really you hardly ever see defensive players win the Heisman Trophy. And it's been so long that the last time a defensive player won the Heisman Trophy, I was two years old, and that was Charles Woodson back in 1997 who won the Heisman Trophy. If you ask me who I think should win the Heisman Trophy, I would say Chase Young, not because I'm being biased, but maybe a little bit. But Chase Young has been the most outstanding player in college football this whole season. Um, 16 and a half sacks leading the nation. Um, and this this is all about while being suspended two games. Uh, suspension against Rutgers and Maryland. He probably would have had two sacks apiece easily in those games because those are the two worst teams in the Big Ten. So he probably would have had 20 sacks had he not gotten suspended. Um, Joe Burrow, though, I think he will win it. He's had an outstanding year. Um, 
the LSU offense is absolutely crazy, though, man. Him, Jamar Chase, um, <laughs> their offense has been remarkable. And he beat Alabama, too, so he does have that. But um, Ohio State had overcome some adversity as well. But um, uh, Justin feels good to see him get some recognition. He, he'll be in the hunt to win it next year, um, along with Trevor Lawrence, if he has a bounce back year. Um, Jalen Hurd's been a good story. Probably would have won it, but they lost. They got upset by Kansas State, and his, tr his play started trending a little downwards. Um, but yeah, man, I think Chase Young should win it. But I definitely do think that Joe Burrow will win the Heisman Trophy. And that's all I got for you guys, man. This was a nice little episode, man. 30 minutes of length. Uh, if you guys got all the way to the end, I really, really appreciate it, man. I really appreciate all the continued love and support. It means a, a ton. And I just thank you guys, man. I love you all. Um, until next time, man. This is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 110 is done. Peace.